My name is Sandra Hancock, and I want to thank you so much for tuning in to our program. We have a message just for you. You know, the Lord wants us to walk in victory. Now, salvation is free, but for us to walk in victory, we got to do our part because blessings and favor come with obedience. Be blessed by this message. But the title of this message today is Doing Your Part. You know, the Lord's salvation is free. But for us to walk in victory, we have to do our part. And we have to die to our flesh. And how many of you know we don't want to die to our flesh? We want what we want. See, there's a lot of people today we don't want to do our part because we want everything quick and easy. Y'all like fast stuff? We don't want to wait on God. We want a drive-through breakthrough. We want microwave maturity level. We want a testimony, but we sure don't want a test. And we want revival, but we want somebody else to pray and fast. And we're always saying, they need to do something. Have y'all heard that before? They need to do something. You know what? When people tell us that, I say, well, you are they. <laughs> we all got work to do. But when we all can do our part, when we're faithful to do what God asks us to do, he's faithful to do his part. But we got to increase our faith because what we were talking about earlier is how our faith gets rattled. And when our faith gets rattled, sometimes we don't want to do our part. Have y'all ever wanted to have just a pity party? I have. I'm just honest enough to tell you the truth. And I didn't want nobody to encourage me. I wanted to be in that pit and feel sorry for me, but they didn't. <laughs> and I said, thank God we're all not in the pit at the same time, amen? <laughs> so we're going to talk today about how we can walk in victory because victory belongs to us, but it comes with paying a price and doing our part. Y'all ready for the word? Amen. All right. If you got your Bibles, let's go to 2 Kings 5, 13 through 14. And his servants came near and spoke to him and said, My father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you have not done it? How much more then when he says to wash and be clean? So he went down and dipped seven times in the Jordan. Y'all say seven times. Seven. According to the saying of the man of God, 
and his flesh was restored like the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. Father, I thank you for your word. Lord, I pray now that you anoint me to teach this word, anoint every heart to receive in Jesus' name. Now, in this particular story, there was a captain of the Syrian army named Naaman. Naaman had a position. Naaman had a title. But Naaman had a problem. He had a deadly disease called leprosy. And you know, in those days, it was not uncommon for this disease to eat your ears and your toes off. And it was, it was just a horrible thing. Well, there was a young servant girl to his wife that said, there is a prophet in, in Samaria. If you'll go see him, you will be healed. Well, first of all, it was amazing that this man of position and title even spoke to her. And I guess it was like with us and the pandemic that we've been through and isolation. I'm like, okay, if he had leprosy, was he quarantined? And if not, his servant girl wasn't quarantined. She was quarantined with him. But anyway, that's beside the point. But anyway, she said, you need to go to see the prophet in Samaria. You know, so many times God will speak to us through children, through our grandchildren, through situations in our life, if we will only listen. But so many times we say, you know, the Lord's not speaking to me. Have you ever said that before? I just don't hear from the Lord. Well, the problem is we're not listening because he's always speaking to us. But so many times we'll say, okay, Lord, I want to be in your will. I want to do what you've called me to do. But then we got our mind made up. What are we going to do anyway? Y'all know that's the truth. And then when he wants to change it, we start, oh, that's the devil. God, I rebuke you, devil. <laughs> But he humbled himself and said, well, you know, I'm going to do this. So he sent a letter to the king. Well, when the king gets this letter, he just tore his clothes and said, who does this leper think that, I, that he can come here and be healed? And so Elisha overheard him and said, tell him to come on. We'll show him who the true God of Israel is. So he saddled all of his belongings, his silver, his gifts, and he started on this long, or this journey to see Elisha. Well, when he gets there, he knocks on the door. A little visual here. Nobody came out. And then eventually, this servant came out. Elisha said, go tell him to dip in the Jordan River seven times. Well, he was highly offended. Don't he know who I am? I have a position. I have a title. I am a man of power and authority. And he's telling me to go dip in the Jordan River? That thing's dirty. But he, you know, he was like, he was highly offended. And we're living in a world today that is highly offended with everything. We're offended about things we don't even know what we're offended about. And the root is pride. Because we're living in a time everybody, have y'all found out we're in a time that everybody knows everything? But the truth is nobody knows anything. And we argue about things that we don't know. <laughs> Sometimes you just got to humble yourself and say, okay, pride. He had pride. And so his servants that was there said, well, 
If he said to go dip in the Jordan, have you ever thought about going to dip? And uh, have you ever just tried to tell somebody what they probably, you know, have you read your Bible? Are you praying? Well, no. And what you really want to say, well, what do you want me to do about it? They were probably thinking, okay, well, stay sick if you don't want to do your part. But he decided, okay, what have I got to lose? So he was obedient. He humbled himself. He goes down to the Jordan. He dips one time. And that nasty water, nothing. He dipped twice and nothing. What if he'd have stopped and said, well, this doesn't make any sense to me. This, I haven't received anything. But he kept being obedient to the Lord. As nasty as it made no sense at all. Because he thought, you know, this man could have come down at least waved his hands. He could at least showed his face. But I've got, I'm here in this dirty water and it doesn't make any sense. But on the Sabbath time, he came up and his skin was like a baby. Why? Because he was obedient. Why did Elisha tell him to go take a dip? I don't think he was afraid of leprosy, do y'all? He wanted God to get all the praise and the glory. Because he knew if Elisha would have come out there and he healed him, Elisha would have gotten the glory. But he said, no, we're going to show you who the true God is. Why seven? Seven means deliverance and victory. Seven means the seal of of God. See, God created the earth in six days, but on the Sabbath, he said, it's good, and he rested. So he was healed that very day. Some of you, if you would be obedient to the Lord, you've been praying about something for a long time. And see, what we want to do is we want to partially be obedient to the Lord. Okay, Lord, you told me to do this. Well, I'm going to only do this. That's still disobedient. When he tells you to do something, you got to go full course and do exactly what he's telling you to do. Sometimes it doesn't make any sense for you to do what God's telling you to do to walk in victory. It doesn't make sense to forgive that person that tried to destroy you. It doesn't make sense to bless somebody that has hurt you. But do you want to be made well today or not? See, some of you got to forgive some people. When you forgive people, you will be healed. Because, see, forgiveness is not for that other person. They've done forgot you and moved on with their life. But forgiveness is for you to walk in victory and for you to be free. And sometimes the hardest person to forgive is ourselves. But once you do that and you're obedient to the Lord and say, Lord, I don't know, this makes no sense but I'm going to be obedient. I'm going to take a step of faith. I'm going to be obedient to what you told me to do. It doesn't make sense. I'm going to forgive that person. I'm going to do what you told me to do. And if you say dip seven times in the Jordan River, I'm going to dip seven times in the Jordan River. Amen. See, the Israelites had to walk around Jericho, march how many times? Seven. And the walls came down after the seventh time. But you know what? When they were going around there, they said, don't you say a word that we tell you to shout. 
Isn't that the hard part? He, he didn't want them to talk him out of that miracle that was going to take place. He didn't want them to start whining and complaining. But on the Sabbath time, he said, shout. Some of you got some walls that need to come down. And we're decreeing and declaring that today those walls are coming down so those blessings can come into your life. Amen? And not only that, the number seven means sealed by God. You're sealed by God. It's time for you to have rest. This battle belongs to the Lord. You do all you know to do and then you can rest and say, God, I've done what I know to do. You know, if you're given some kind of diagnosis or whatever, this is a battle you're going to have to face. But you got to pray to the Lord and say, Lord, I want to do what you're telling me to do to defeat this giant in my life. Everybody is going through different battles now. I have never seen such an attack on Christians in my life. But the Lord told me the, the power to heal will intensify with what you're going through. I can relate now, and I've been preaching this, Jesus or Jesus. We're living in a world now, we believe in doctors and we believe in medicine, but we believe Jesus is that, oh, he's the ultimate healer. And I believe he's going to show his power more than ever in the last days. And he's looking for a radical group of Christians that will say, I believe what his word says. Amen. You know, if he performs miracles in other countries, why aren't they happening here as much? Right. It's not that he changes, it's us because we get lazy. But I believe he is building a fire in us to say, you'll never know how much God you need until God is all you got. And he's working the miraculous now. But you are sealed by God. This battle belongs to him when you do all you know to do. But we got to get on the battlefield. See, so many people's waiting on the Lord to fight the battle and they're not doing their part. Come on, Lord, fight this battle. And he's saying, what are you doing? Get on the battlefield. Give me something to work with. Because when we do our part, he will. But not only that, have any of y'all had anything stolen from you, your health, your finances? It's payback time. I really believe we are entering a season of restoration. Because in Proverbs 6, 31, it says that when the enemy is caught, he will have to pay back seven times. What's that number? Seven. Some of y'all need to get a calculator out. It's payback time. It's payback time. Because the enemy has stolen from you. And we all have power and authority in us, but what are we doing that power? You know, Elijah in this song, Elisha, how a dead man was thrown in and he came alive because he touched the bones of Elisha. Now that's some power, isn't it? But we have power and we have authority, but what are we doing with it? We gotta stay filled with the spirit of the Lord. He's the answer. But see, we're living in a time we get so distracted with everything that's taking place in the world when we need to stay plugged into Jesus. None of this is a surprise to the Lord. He's got everything under control. He's just looking for us to believe and have faith and increase our prayer life. But we got to get mad at the enemy. I am sick of him. I am sick of seeing Christians, everybody, but especially men and women of God that are fighting battles. Because when you are physically ill in your body, you don't feel like praying for the sick. Well, that's the truth. And the enemy, if he can't wear you out, 
He's going to distract you, discourage you, because he wants to take you out. And he's working overtime right now because he knows he didn't have time left, long left because Jesus is coming back. But that means we got work to do. So if you think you're under attack now, know God's got some great plans for you and promotion is on the way. Promotion is on the way. Promotion is on the way. But we got to get mad at what the enemy's doing. See, it's not people, it's the spirit. We get mad at people and it's... Yeah, he, the enemy uses people, but it's that spirit. And we've got to just get mad enough at the enemy to say, uh, I have power and I have authority and I rebuke you, I renounce you. I'm going to take back what you've stolen from me. I'm going to take back what you've stolen from my family. I'm going to take back what you've stolen from my health and my life. And I'm going to receive my joy again. And I'm going to walk in victory because I belong to Jesus. Amen. Because victory belongs to us. Victory belongs to us. And the Lord is building a, an army of Christians that are on fire and have power and authority. And I really believe that's why so many people have been through so much. It's because you're building resilience. You've been purified by the fire. And you wouldn't quit. As hard as it got, you wouldn't quit. Have y'all ever wanted to quit and run away and hide? I have. <laughs> what I asked Doug, you want to run away? But do we have to come back? But I think that's a season and the enemy wants you to just get worn out so much that you just throw your hands up because he knows the call of God on your lives. But we're in it to win it, right? Amen. So after he dipped seven times and he came, he was so excited. Man, he was healed. He was made whole. He offered, uh, Naaman offered Elisha some gifts. Hey, let me give you something. And he said, no. In other words, you can't buy the power of God. But what he did is he took two bags of soil to his homeland because it was idol worship. And he built an altar to the real God there, Jehovah. And some of you may be in some environments now. It may be your workplace. And you think this place is full of idolatry. Maybe they are just uh, talking about people. Maybe they are just uh, critical. You know those kind. Trying to destroy, backbiting, stabbing you in the back. But I want to know you want, God put you there for a reason. See, so many times we pray, God, put me where I need to be. Let me be a light in this dark world. Y'all better be careful, because when he puts you there, Lord, get me out of this place. <laughs> but you can be a Christian wherever God puts you, because you can build your altar there and say, I'm going to be a light in this dark place. That's why he puts you there, to be a light for Jesus. And you can be a Christian. It may be hard, but you can find your altar, and you can pray. And then after, who are they coming to when they need prayer? You. Who are they going to come to when their family is going through a crisis? You. And they're going to want you to pray for them. So he goes back, and good old Gehazi, his servant, his right-hand man, overheard Naaman offering money. And he was saying, this is my chance to get some money. He started justifying. See, when people steal, they start justifying. 
When we start to do things out of the will of God, we start to justify. So he goes to Naaman and he said, Elisha changed his mind. He said there's two young prophets that could use a little money. They need 75 pounds of silver apiece and, uh, and some clothes. If you could just do that. Well, Naaman was just excited to help out because he'd been healed. So he goes back. He goes in that, uh, the, to hide the money. And guess who was there? Elisha. He said, I saw you in the spirit. Don't you know you can't hide from God? And because of what you've done, you are going to be cursed with leprosy, but not only you, but your entire household. The whole household was cursed with what Naaman was healed of. Well, so many people today, we're living in a time that people will say, what I do is my business. It's my right. It's what I want to do. But I can tell you, whatever you do, our sins are forgiven, but they have consequences. And not only they go down to you, but they go down to your family. And one generation's compromise leads to the next generation's bondage. One generation's compromise leads to the next generation's bondage. So anyway, he goes in and, and uh, he is cursed with this disease. And then his whole family was cursed. And th the Lord was speaking to me about this too because I think we need more discernment in the body of Christ. Because not everybody that gives a, a prophecy is a prophet, a true prophet of God. And we gotta have discernment. Our ministry is to spread the hope of Jesus to this hurting world through the media. Television is very expensive, but so worth it. By partnering with us, you can touch people's lives all over, and this world needs Jesus. If you would consider partnering with us, you can make a donation through our website, sandrahancott.org, or through the address that's on the screen, or you can even call us at 1-800-579-7350. I want to thank you in advance for being a blessing. I pray this message blessed you and you've got your mind made up that you're going to humble yourself and be obedient to the Lord. Even though what he's asked you to do makes no sense. Maybe you're supposed to forgive someone. Maybe you've got to forgive yourself. But whatever the Lord is asking you to do, it's time to put feet to your faith and be obedient. Because with our faith and our obedience, miracles take place. Some of you would be healed in your body if you would forgive that person that has hurt you. Forgiveness does not mean that what they did was right. Forgiveness is meaning, I just give it to you, Jesus. I can't take this pain anymore to let go and let God. And he'll give you some peace and comfort and you'll feel like the weight of the world is off your shoulders. Now, if you're watching this program and you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, this is the most important decision you'll ever make. And some of you may know religion. You've been to church, but you don't know Jesus. And if that's you, just pray this prayer after me. Say, Jesus, forgive me of my sins. Jesus, I believe you died on the cross just for me, and you rose again on the third day. Come into my heart and come into my life. And from this day forth, I'm going to live for you. 
If you prayed that prayer, congratulations. You're on a, a journey now with Jesus. You'll still have problems, but you'll never be alone because the Holy Spirit will be with you. Find you a good Bible-believing church and grow to be more like Jesus. Now, if you're watching this program and you need special prayer, we do have a 1-800 number. We will pray with you, but please leave a message and we'll call you back. We stay very, very busy. Now, send us praise reports. I love to see what God is doing in your life. It just encourages us to keep moving forth when we can see that this program is being a blessing to you. Now, I can't go off the air without thanking our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we pray for you every day. It takes a team. It takes all of us partnering together to reach a world that needs Jesus right now. And we are living in some perilous times and people are looking for hope. And the only hope we all have is Jesus. And you can make it possible where we can reach the entire world for Jesus. Now, next week, we're going to have a brand new show, a brand new message. But until then, this is Sandra Hancock with Voice of Hope. And remember, your hope is in Jesus. you so much for tuning in to our broadcast. Many of you that are watching this broadcast, you feel like you're at the end of your rope. You've got some impossible situations, but I got some good news. You have hope in Jesus because we still serve a supernatural miracle working God of now. I also would like to invite you to come out and join us in one of our powerful conferences in a city near you. It would make our day to have you as our guest. If you think our broadcast is powerful, wait and come and experience the presence of the Lord. You'll love it. Also, I want to thank our partners. We sincerely love and appreciate you, and we thank you for helping us spread Jesus to a hurting world. God bless you all. Since 1981, 
Unbound has connected people like you with families worldwide on their self-directed paths out of poverty. A brighter future is possible for these families when we all walk together. Sponsor a child today and you'll help a family take the first steps on their path. Change their future in just one click. Start walking with your new friend today at unbound.org walk. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.